Hello, happy Thursday. It is martini time on the martini meeting with Gina and Eileen. I'm Gina. And I'm Eileen. Happy Thursday. I know this is a great Thursday. I'm so happy to be back here. I tell you what, I it, it felt like the week was too long from our last show. It's yeah, there was like glad to be back. Week in between. Of course, we were still together. Of we course. We seem to be together even more now. We not. have our own martini meetings, not even when we're on <laughs> Zeus Radio. We just tend to meet in martini. <laughs> <laughs> and today our guest is Lori Soprano. Yes. Soprano? I want to make sure. Soprano. Soprano. I just want to get that right. I'm Italian, but I still want to make sure. So she probably just wants to, you know, put the whole ooh-ah into that last part of your name. Soprano. Soprano. With Habitat for Humanity as our guest today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And and if I can just interject for just a quick moment, I saw, Lori, on your bio that there's a little bit of Pittsburgh in you. So I thought it would only be appropriate for football. With football this is not a coming. state thing. That's right, people. The terrible town oh, is no. quiet. No. Like, you did All my Steelers fans out there, football season's around the corner. I knew Lori would be around on the side. corner. Well, it's, it's preseason I've been dealing with for the last two weekends. <laughs> oh, Where we, can we watch the game? Murphy's Law. Yes. I saw your Facebook. <laughs> I saw that. Wings and beer. Yes. Gotta love Murphy's Lawn Steelers. So uh, wings and beer. What about wings and martinis? I will admit, meetings I go for martinis, but when it's football, it's gotta be beer. <laughs> okay. So I thought that was like a Penn State towel. Oh, that's coming soon. Thank goodness it's not. I know we've already had some uh, discussions yesterday, actually, about the upcoming Penn State football season. And, and how bad it's going to be for them? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listeners, you're about to hear Lena, Gina drop because I'm about to knock her out. <laughs> We're ladies. We don't fight. <laughs> Again, back to football. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking a little bit about Habitat. We're going to talk a little bit about profit versus nonprofit organizations. Um, kind of a little kit and caboodle of stuff. Um, anything you want to talk about about last week last last week we had not last week but the week before we had Blakely Jenkins with the chamber on the show and next week we have the Shannon Camp the Shannon Camp yes the famous One of our Shannon local Camp. celebrities with the Jackson companies will be our guests so yeah, just no, a little upfront. it's just been busy and I, and I think anyone out there listening knows how when you run your own business small or large it is just time consuming and I am feeling it right now if and I know you are too, Gina, with just getting proposals out there. I feel like it is just busy time right now. It feels like crunch time. We were just talking about that before we, and Lori had to sit here and watch us, <laughs> watch our, our, our banter back and forth that seems to make sense to most people watching us. But it was, I was trying to get a hold of you this morning and you were, I was on lockdown mode. You were on lockdown, not answering the call, and I was trying to get with you to schedule a conference call for, for the purpose of a proposal. And it's like, ah! And, and that just is, is nature of the beast. I find for me, when I get into that, things have got to get done, I'm so willing to say yes to everybody that mm. then I don't get anything done that I need to. And today was one of those days where I had three proposals to send out, two interns to coordinate schedules with, and just other logistical things that if I didn't do them today before I left, it would have been a disaster at the end of this this show of mm -hmm. me running out. And you know what that's like. So I just had to put myself on time management mode of 
no chit chat, no Facebook, no email, just get to the, the task of the day. So it's been a busy day, but I, that, I, that's probably why I'm so excited to be here at the martini <laughs> meeting. Ooh, it's like, it's, it's like, something fun. It's like recess. It's, it's like lunch hour. <laughs> it's liquid lunch hour. Someone let me go on a break. Yay. Woo, <laughs> break time. <laughs> you, know, that, you know, Facebook could really bring you down in your day. If, if it's, you're a, it's a time robber. It really, I mean, I use it for business. Like, I start the day out with, like, what's going on today for Carolina Improv Company and put that Take out me there. A drink. <laughs> As oh, I'm taking a sip. We of forgot the to cheer to our, what's our flavor of the day? It is a pomegranate martini. Cheers. And Cheers. yes, again, I did the time efficient everything in one bottle. So, let me, it's a little tart. Ooh. So, you're, you're, what you're saying is martini in a box again? Uh, this literally was a bottle this time. Oh, it was a bottle. Yeah, I've upgraded. I've upgraded from the box to the bottle. To the bottle. Martina yes. and a bottle. Oh, they're very good. That's good. They're very good. I need this one, too. So, so Gina, you'll be doing a lot of the talking today. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm kind of like running on crazy energy, um, and you've been at it longer as far as running a business on your own, but I'm really feeling, um, you know, we're coming on two years, two years in business in November, and I'm really feeling, and even though I say two years, I was like, well, I don't know. Am I going to do this as a business? Is it going to be a hobby? So there was a few months that went by of, like, you know, trying to figure it out. But now that it's, like, I feel like coming into my second year, it is hitting me hard with, like, opportunities left and right. And I'm like, how? How do you juggle it on? I'm like, that's it. You know, you, you make the next plan for the next year of, like, that's it. i got to hire someone next year. If I, like, put it on that vision board mm -hmm. of, like, I this is crazy. And I think, too, it's, it's really important when, if I can give you some advice that I wish I would have followed, um, I, I think it's really important to pick which clients you go with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you own and run your small business, you have to say no to some people. And, you know, you have your A, your B, and your C clients. And sometimes you have to fire your C clients because they just consume so much of your time without a return on investment. And it's not to say that they're bad people or a bad business, but if it's not that fit, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm having to do that now, you know, seeing what is really going to give me that return for my time because you only get so many hours in the right. day that you can really crank out work and, and, and serve your clients. I'm, I'm running into that issue where I'm starting to worry, is my service being compromised because I'm being right. pulled too thin? And I, I've noticed two balls that I dropped last week, and I told you about this. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I thought I was supposed to teach a class today, and apparently it's next week. <laughs> so when that starts happening, I think that's a red flag that you're, you're overtasked. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, so look at what clients you're, you're going after. Make sure that they're A clients and fire your C clients is, is a, a good thing at this point in your business, I would say, because you're going to be successful no matter what. I Thank mean, you. you rock. Aw, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and you rock. You're my mentor in many ways. To, oh, please. To, <laughs> she, yes. brings, she brings the martinis. She brings the martinis. I say, <laughs> See, she, I just she give her my drinks. drinking. <laughs> it, it, it fits in so many of my other relationships. <laughs> I just have to get you a few drinks, and then you love me, and we can talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Um, uh, you know, I'm really looking at choosing cr properly of what anything I do, whether it's a client or what's the best way to use my time today and staying focused and getting things done and, and being efficient about it. And I ran into a situation today. What was that? It was another learning situation. You know, we, 
and you also refine as you go with the business. I'm like, what are the best revenue streams? I'm very much about multiple revenue streams so that you can be sustainable. So we've got a training division. We've got an entertainment division. And we, we have a theater itself. So we have a, a brick-and-mortar space where you can come see shows. Then we can go out and do training, and we can go out and do shows. So there's all these different divisions. And we have almost 20 performers who either perform in the theater, out corporately, or can help facilitate in training. And what we're running into now more and more is people saying to any one of the Carolina Improv Company players, like, hey, yeah, there's a, we're having a having an anniversary party this weekend uh, for my son. You think you could, like, do a little improv at the dinner when you're there? This is to one of your players? Your mm-hmm. pro- oh, and performers. This, so right. they're asking them to do it basically on their own outside of the limits right. of your business. Right. Oh, oh this would be a great way to plug Caroline Improv Company. You know, can you, you know, can you come out and do that? And that, that's happened once already, and uh, I let it go through, and then I was regretting it, and I'm like, uh, I should never let that happen, but I learned from it because it's all about protecting the brand, and I'm not going to get into a long story about it, but you look at you know, what can and cannot independent contractors or people mm-hmm. working for you, what can they and cannot do and setting those parameters. And it came up once again today. Oh. Someone was like, hey, my boss wants to know if I can perform at his son's wedding or shower or something like that. And, well, we, well I thought we could do this and this. And I, don't, I know there's probably no one who can come out and do it with me. And I kind of feel pressured by my boss, and I'm like, okay, now I'm drawing the line. That's an awkward position not only for you to be in, but for that performer and well, how he or she is at that workplace. Is Does that put a conflict of interest right. in there, too? That's awkward. Well, and this has happened a few, like, awkward. actually one of my training clients, um, one of our players works for this. I got him a job with the client, a part-time job, and then behind my back, someone else in the company is like, hey, can you do some of that improv training? Mm. And and I uh, and I'm lucky that I you know I'm fortunate that they're loyal to me and they come to me and they're like uh what do I do with this and I actually was like angry I'm like why would someone put them in that awkward position to have to feel that pressure to do that and anyway long story short I said you know what at the end of the day if we keep doing like showers and weddings and bar mitzvah parties and you name it you know as a friend for free I'm like no one will pay us to actually do it as a business when you give it away for free when you keep when you keep doing it as a friend like oh i'm going to do this little favor for you i'm like so this is where i draw the line and and say no sorry and that's tough and now do you have them sign some type of non-competence or non-disclosure actually in the state of Cal- in our state south carolina a non-disclosure holds up more than a non-competence right. is that anything that you have them sign um I don't have a non-compete, per se, because they don't hold up in, in South Carolina. But I do have a, if you are going to perform or train for us, it's for us. You can't go out and do it under our name and then mm-hmm. go do your own thing. If you want to go do your own thing, which I highly encourage you not to, because you know a lot of people don't see what goes into doing what we do. They don't see the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Those who perform or just come in to facilitate in the moment don't see everything that goes into it. It's kind of like anyone leaving a company is like, I could do that. 
I could do that. I could build a house. We've all heard that from the people come in and see it with just (laughs) one set of eyes, and that's what they think the whole operational process is. Oh, that's easy. I could do that. And then they go out and they do a bad job at it, and then it ruins the name for the industry. So I I do have a clause that says, if you want to go do that, fine, but you're not doing it with us, too. It's just protecting our brand. So it was like mm. it was like a tough message I had to give to someone today. And I, I was like, I had to stick to it. And I'm like, I hope you understand. And furthermore, I go, I'm looking out for you. I think it was really unfair that your boss put you through, put you in that uncomfortable predicament. And the boss said to him, uh, well, you guys, you guys live by this yes and thing, right? So could you just yes and me? Ooh. I was like, Wow. Wow. And I'm like, well, you could tell him that I said no. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of yes and is no, you're a butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yes, you can perform for them, and I will be issuing an invoice. Interesting. So, um, And, and I'll bet, I think it's pretty interesting that you running an improv company is facing something like this. I'll bet you many of our listeners who run a business might run into something very similar, whether it's their freelancers, part-timers, mm-hmm. um, commission salespeople right. that perhaps might learn the trick of the trade and then want to do that on their own. So any of you, if you have an issue like this or a situation that you're going through, just like Gina just shared with us, feel free to either call in or chat in. I don't see a lot of our friends out there, Gina. I'm a I think it's, vac- it's vacation time and kids went back to school this week. So I think it's just even out at the chamber event, Yesterday. So they should really need a martini meeting. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if you have kids, right? Um, when we come back from the break, uh, we will give Lori a chance finally to speak. Um, we usually take the first 15 minutes to kind of warm she's, up She's chugged cords. five martinis waiting, but no, I'm just no, kidding. No, she, she hasn't. Has she's going back to work. She only tasted it. So when we come Disclaimer, back. she has not. Disclaimer, she has not. <laughs> we will talk about uh, Habitat for Humanity and the nonprofit world when we come back. Thanks for listening. He's so good with the shaker <laughs> over my voice. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin the Wind. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a skill when you can get a martini shaker to be louder than her off-key. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but welcome back. We're always having fun here at the martini meeting. And we were just talking before the break about being asked to do things or someone in your team wanting to do things that aren't in line with... Uh, what you have set up the business to do. And, mm-hmm. Laura, you brought up a really good point during the break, saying even in a nonprofit sector, you're sometimes asked to do things that are outside of the mission, and that's a, that's a conflict. That's Can correct. you tell us a little more about that and, and where you've seen that happen in your business? Um, Habitat obviously builds houses. That's what people see that we do. And um, we're always being called to do repairs and to go and remodel something or help somebody out and we usually refer those out and it's because we have a program where families get approved for our program and we build with them and it's very hard to say no to someone who needs a ramp or a roof a leaky right right so we're always asking our program managers the first question they ask is does this meet our mission not only to keep us focused on the mission but also you have staff that have limited time and volunteers that have, you know, you have a structure there. Mm-hmm. And listening to, you know, the both of you, there's just only so much time in a day and resources to do that. And so you're always constantly asking 
you know, you need to stay with the reason you started your business. Mm-hmm. Staying within the mission, and, it, and I think for me, and I don't want to make this a, a woman thing, I'll just make it a me thing. I'm, I find myself in situations where I'm like, oh, I don't want to say no to them. Uh, I want to support them. And I'm like, wait a second. This just created like 10 more hours of work. And Lack pulls, of money. And it pulls you away from doing what you are called to do. You know, if, if you're off in 20 different directions, you're not servicing the real product that you're gifted to do mm-hmm. and why you set up that mission in the first place. Right. So, I mean, and we have a great question on our chat line. Um, we have a, a gentleman who just wrote in, how do you handle it when an employee's significant other takes a job with a competing company in a leadership role? Oh. That is a tough one because now not only are you possibly violating company disclosure, now you're going to have trust issues within that team. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for the person who is having to go through this because you want to be close and a comrade with your teammate, but then how much do you really share with that person if they are to go and talk to their significant other about a trend or a trade secret? And I mean, I, that's a tough one. I mean, I would, I'll open it to you to answer, but I would suggest definitely you have a one-on-one with that person um, and just full out be candid and say, I'm nervous here. I, I think that is really key. I think being candid is key. And if I could talk about us, mm-hmm. if that's okay, I mean, that's like my best example. Um, you and I do some similar things, not exactly the same stuff, but stuff that can overlap. That's why we actually, we've taken the com- competition of it and mm-hmm. collaborated. Um but you're, you know, you're also working with uh, someone I live with. Yes. My significant other who, who works with you and for you um, as, as a consultant. And, and I think what I have learned in this process is that everything we do, I think, and it's, it's almost, and I was saying this to Ted, it's almost unspoken with you and I. And I think it's because we have a good relationship. And I think the key is relationship and trust. Mm -hmm. I know certain things about your business. You know certain things about my business. I'm never going to violate that trust. I'm never going to go out and use stuff that is yours because Mm -hmm. that would kill our relationship. And it's so much more fun when we do it together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, And we would ruin that, like, fun aspect, not just... It's not just about the revenue, but it's about we love what we do. Mm-hmm. And if we ever violated that trust or – and even when Ted comes home, like, I never ask him questions about what you guys are working on. And I never ask you questions about him. It's like this kind of unspoken rule of, like, of you really have to – I guess the bottom line for me is the person who chatted in, like, do you trust this? That employee? Yeah. Do you trust your employee – Number one and number two, are you comfortable enough to have a very open, candid conversation? This is a very small town in particular, and so, and, and let's forget about the town. Any industry you're in tends to be small, yes. and things are going to get back. So, if this person went and shared company information, it would come back to him, and ultimately, he would have to terminate that relationship he has. Well, from what I'm gathering on the chat line, um, the gentleman who who is going through this right now had to find out on his own. They didn't see it as a big deal and as a direct competitor you got to think proposals are going to be going out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's there's definitely going to have to be something addressed if especially if, you know, that significant other is working for your top competitor. 
and based and based on this chat and here's the issue here's the issue so the person asking the question found out about it on his own so the employee didn't share it with him so now we see that there's not there, a trust and a confidence the trust is already broken mm -hmm. and i think i think that's now and that's probably what needs to be addressed yeah. first you you know out of respect for my business and from what i understand about this gentleman he owns this business and he's now trying to create and grow a, a thriving business and now has to worry about something completely out of his realm of what goes on in the living room or the kitchen in their discussion of both businesses right yeah and 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 without knowing and again we know that in the state of south carolina non-competes don't really hold up so much as non-disclosures um, and that's something you have to check in each state that and that was that meeting on Friday the American Society of Training Development Charleston Nelson Mullins a law firm out of Charleston was very kind enough to to do a session and that's what they had talked about was your non-competence it does actually hold up in the state of South Carolina it just has to be backed up with enough paperwork yeah right but he said a non-disclosure basically overrides the non-competence so um, I'd be curious to see if the gentleman on the chat line has a non-disclosure right. so that at least he could maybe depend on that. But, you know, that's a tough situation to be in. But being candid, I'd rather say something upfront and honest to this person now than it's a drag-out body. Um, and, and I think it's... You know, what I've learned in owning a business is, okay, so you learn, it's kind of like me learning from like, oh, yeah, go ahead, do an improv show for your friend's anniversary. And then I'm like, what was I thinking? And so I learned from it and go, okay, so now I know not to do that again. And it's but I give, I give you credit for doing that. And any business owner or any business participant in, in a new venture, because until you know on your own, you don't have the conviction to make the right decision the next Absolutely. time. Now, listen to you. You're like, I'm not doing that again. Whereas before, if you wouldn't have done it, it would have been like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should have. Yeah. No, now I'm pretty adamant. And, and same same with this guy. If if he did not have, um, he does say, we have non-competes and non-disclosures. And place. he's already checked with attorneys. So you know that that's being taken seriously. Uh, but our attorneys told us we can never prove it since they are intimate and living together. And the agency that hired the significant other is an agency I used to work for. So I know their business practices. Well, I guess the best advice is a bottom line that I can give in is, and I do know the gentleman who's chatting in, and I do know his business, but I'm not going to mention it. But I do want to say they're fantastic at what they do. And if you know that you're good at what you do, deliver on that. You know what? And it's just like what Gina and I have have come across where people have said, oh, could I get a copy of your, your training curriculum or your customer service program? And I make sure that if I send something, I send it only in PDF. Mm -hmm. And that's still taking a risk because people can take you that can and they can implement it and they can train it themselves. But you know what? I can't worry about that. I can only worry about what I can control. And you know what? If you want to try and teach that in your staff meeting, have at it. At least you're implementing some type of training. It won't be as good as if I did it. But, <laughs> but, that's, a, but that's a really good point. If, if you are very good at what you do, and I know this gentleman as well, know he's good, his, his company is good. If, if you're good at what you do, you know what, again, 
everyone's going to be competing for some of the same business at some point and and the client the prospective clients are going to go with who that who, who they like better and, and it is about relationships and and if you remember from the summit when we attended when we attended the Willow Creek Leadership Summit Andy Stanley told us about dealing with conflict and if you remember he talked about there's just some problems you're not going to solve yeah but what you do then need to do is manage the tension so I would give that advice to this gentleman is that this is a problem you're probably not going to solve. But I give you the advice to try to manage the tension that may come up and be proactive with that tension to tell the gentleman of, I'm going to ask out of respect, should something slip? If it does, please just let me know out of courtesy. I'm not saying it will, but at least come to me. Mm -hmm. Just put the open lines of communication so you can manage the tension ahead of time and give that. And going forward, he's got to manage that tension now because now he's got to also be pra- uh, careful with um, you can't now just randomly go, I'm going to let go of that person. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just terminate the person. I mean, those are all those other HR laws now you got to be careful of. South Carolina's at will. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, oh, yeah. It's at will, and even if somebody were to go after But we might have other listeners who are in different states and right. they're dealing with a whole... right different set of rules which we are not ever claiming to be lawyers or know anything about that disclaimer disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) that was a great question um if you have any other questions out there feel free to chat them in or call us at 914-338-1186 we're going to go to break and when we come back we really are going to give Lori (laughs) the opportunity to speak we love you Lori very entertained watching (laughs) she's she's fine she's like i'm just gonna watch Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple minutes thanks for listening Welcome back to the Martini Meeting. I'm not singing, so I don't hear any shaking ice from Dust in the Wind. Nope. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Welcome back to the Martini Meeting. Um, Lori, we, as usual, got long-winded, as we do. So for uh, those of you who didn't know, we have a guest with us. <laughs> we have a guest with us, Lori, from Habitat for Humanity. And um, during the last segment, we were talking to someone online who was having issues with with um, his employee and non-compete and disclosure. Was there anything that you wanted to add to it because we kind of dominated that whole segment? Any thoughts you had on that? Now, I just wanted to make note that it's not just in the for-profit world that you're dealing with those types of things. You have, you have issues with uh, relatives in neighboring um, affiliates mm-hmm. or vendors or clients that you, you need to address those and your conversation handled it quite well i was very impressed oh <laughs> oh thank you wise 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 thank we you. like having meeting attendees that approve <laughs> of our process i mean we have no agenda which i would never advise against nor would my um strategy and operations consultant on the meeting institute team he would be horrified right now that we don't have an agenda and we just fly by the seat of our pants yes, he would. don't tell him it's what works for us you have to create a meeting style that works for you whether it's in your business place profit nonprofit, or a radio show and mm-hmm. for us it works. At least we think it does. <laughs> it's recess time. It sounds good. Some of our listeners might have a different opinion, but we think it works. You know, we, we wanted to do this show for to have some fun because we work a lot. I mean, and also to hopefully, in between the fun, provide some nuggets of information here and there and, and have that camaraderie of making our jobs fun and making business fun and learning about other businesses in the community. Well, I've always told you before, I enjoy being in your company because you two are so <laughs> inspiring and, and fun and, and excited in, in what you do. So Thank it you. is very entertaining watching you two just talk. It's just, 
I can see you. I can't just hear you. So. Meanwhile, our listeners are probably like, yeah, we don't really see that, but that's good. That's, that's good. Oh, and um, uh, Jeff Gilder um, says, <laughs> not to mention drinking on the job. We do have the best radio yeah. show spot we ever. Do. We do. We don't make a ton of money. Well, we make none. And <laughs> In fact, we're in the whole $20 after the martinis. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we lose money. Don't run your business the way we run this radio show. Do as we say, not as we do. Exactly. Um, who needs an agenda? That's right, Jeff. So um, let's, go back, let's go back to Lori, and let's talk a little bit about Habitat for Humanity, and specifically... Um, the woman bill, because I think that is just a really cool thing about how women can get involved with giving back to the community, coming together as women. And women. And when we went to lunch with you a couple months ago, we talked about how like women can actually get in there and pick up a hammer and build a house. So I'd love to hear more about that. The women bill program is actually a Habitat uh, international program that they make available to all the affiliates in the country. And it is all about women getting involved in not just house construction but affordable housing for those in need and there are it's not about excluding men the name is just to get more women to <laughs> learn those skills and be empowered and um, get out there and make a difference and the partnership with um, Lowe's uh, offers how-to clinics so they can go and learn how to use power tools and learn how to install siding and learn how to frame a house and put a roof on and and then use all those skills on a real habitat house so it is very this is our fourth women build that we're planning and the first one what the the excitement and people were scared it's like I, I've never lifted a hammer before oh, that would have been me yeah, yeah that, that, been that me. would be me but um th- They've learned. I, I, I use the story. Each time I talk about it, we had our first uh, how-to clinic at Lowe's, how to use power tools safety, safely, and one of the volunteers was so impressed on how, int- how to learn to use the uh, table saw, the cut saw. She bought it right off the floor at Lowe's, walked out the door with it. She said, I have projects at home that wow. I am going to do. So that's empowerment. Wow. She learned how to use it, and she put it. Doesn't need to be dependent on anybody else. She can just do it herself. No, ma'am. Love it. She conquered that. that. Awesome. I'm terrified of, of all of that, and I'm very clumsy. So I would be like, you know, I'm the kind that when I cut a cucumber, I cut my finger. So yeah. Well, my husband is so talented in that, and my sister gave me some really good advice once we got married. She said, if you're ever going to do something like hang something up or pretend or go to cut something, she goes, just pretend like you're going to do it. Just bring saws out of nowhere, a power <laughs> drill. She goes, just dump like the whole tool belt out on the table and just start picking up things and hammering things. She goes, trust me, he'll come running quickly and he'll put it together. And it did work. So now I have no reason to know how to do it. because Other than to help help yes. with affordable housing. Yes. You I would be better off serving in some other capacity. I destroy it. And that is one of the reasons for the Women Build. It's not just women power. It's making the Habitat work site comfortable Mm. because it is dominated by men. I mean, when I first started with Habitat as a volunteer coordinator, I went out. They were just starting a house. My philosophy is I'm not going to ask any volunteer to do anything Mm. that I haven't done. So I shadowed the site supervisor, and we went from slab to turnkey of the door, and I've, 
I've participated in every construction phase with him. And uh, it was very uncomfortable at first, not for me, I think, coming from the north. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can read yes, <laughs> You know, it's carrying the water cooler to the site. You know, you have three men come and say, let me carry that. I said, no, it's my job. I will carry the water cooler. I'll set it up. But learning the task on the site, um, women are a little intimidated, and, and the men on the site need to encourage the women to learn that and not step in because we've dumped right. our tube out on the ground. And, oh, I just you know, do that to just get let, out of it. Yes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but to let, to let everybody try a new task and, and do it. And I've learned over the three women build projects that we've had that women will ask questions. They'll ask three times and get the task right the first time. Mm. It's okay if they make a mistake. We learn from mistakes. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen men, you can't tell me how to put shingles on a house. It's kind of like not asking for directions. Yes. (laughs) And then we end up going back and replacing those shingles the way they're supposed to be. So um, women do ask questions, but they get it done right. Have you seen a growth in the women participating in this program over the three years you've been a part of it? We have. um, The first year when we first approached uh, community groups about uh, participating in the Women Build, we had to raise uh, $50,000. And within three months, we had the pledges and the money. And we weren't starting the build till September, and this was just April, May. Wow. So we had to find something for them to do. Everyone was so excited about starting in September. And when, when is the next Women Bill? Uh, Women Bill 4 is actually scheduled to start um, May 2011. May 2011. And how, how do people get, get involved? Do, is there only so many people you take? Do they sign up? How does it work? We, um, they can register through our volunteer coordinator at Habitat. Her name is Rochelle. And uh, they can go on the Habitat website or call her at the office. There's uh, volunteer applications on the website. Just note that you're interested in the women build. They do not have to wait until May to participate. Okay. They can get um, they can get involved with Habitat before then. But yes, the, we've seen we've seen um, some of the volunteers that have come out on the original build. Are now they've stepped up over the last couple of years, leading other volunteers. So oh, it's cool. really nice to see that out on the site. With they understand the position that the volunteer was in, being a new person out there, and taking them under their wing and saying, "Let me show you how to do this." So that is so neat. It's it's, it's they people meet new friends. The camaraderie is great. It's it's a common what a unique bond. experience mm-hmm. that not too many other people would have, and mm-hmm. it will always be something to tie you together. Right and. Um, do you only take so many people, or can we don't, anybody go? Like, if a hundred people sign up for May, well, 11th. we can uh, safely mm-hmm. on the site. We can take about twenty people on site. Okay, um, depending on the task. As we get uh, further on in the build, and you're inside, we need to limit it to ten or twelve. But okay. we work with um, we work with a number of volunteers. The one year we had. The incident where we had a group of 50 come in from out of town, we actually scheduled two build sessions, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, mm. and just split the task up so that they all had the had opportunity, the opportunity to work cool. on site. So we um, we work very closely with the site coordinator and the construction manager to uh, make those opportunities happen. We're 
our goal is to get the house built and get the family in, mm -hmm. but Habitat is also a teaching site, and we incur 98% of our workforce is volunteers. Right. So we need, and we ask for uh, unskilled as well as skilled volunteers, so we need to make that work. What a neat thing you could um, actually learn those skills while giving back. It's very empowering, and I keep using that word, but it's so exciting to be able to step back and see all the drywall done or see all the siding done or, or, or see the shingles <laughs> and say, I participated in that. I put that wall up or, you know, I put the lock on that door. Yeah, I'm such a sap. I'd probably still go to the first house that I participated in. Oh, I was in. just thinking. Yeah, I'd just be like, 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 oh, I did that. that was my I put yeah. that doorknob in. And then I go, oh, it's sideways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you don't have to just, you could still get involved with Habitat without going to the Women Build because mm -hmm. you build we, throughout the year. We do, yes. We have a house um, starting in September that will probably go through till the end of December. And then we have college students that come in March, so we're plant, there's two houses on the build schedule to start in the early spring. You, is there an age limit? Do you have to be 18 or older? They have to, to be at least 16, 16. to so be on site. How great would that be in high school? If mm -hmm. I could have had that confidence... In high school, mm -hmm. I really would have been able to hold mm -hmm. my own in my college apartment and been able to do some of those things for myself. But just the confidence in of itself, being right. comfortable in a man's environment, such mm -hmm. as a construction site or something like that, probably would have been really beneficial. Yes. And, yes, you need si 16. 16. Um, 18 to be four feet off the ground or use power tools. We go... Four feet off the ground. Yeah, well, they're not allowed on ladders or scaffolding, so. Gosh, I couldn't have martinis for that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to break. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, wow, the, where did the time go again? We'll talk uh, some more about Habitat, their upcoming golf outing, um, and anything else we can squeeze into 15 minutes when we come back from this break. listening and you wonder, is there a cat dying at Zeus Radio? And it's no, that would be Gina singing to the songs that bring us back from break. So, no, you're not hearing strange things happening in our meeting. That would be Gina. And yes, that's her again. But anyway, welcome back. Uh, Lori, I wanted to ask you, just talking about the whole Habitat for Humanity events, things like that, what's the one thing, if people wanted to see more into what Habitat for Humanity does this as an organization. What's the one thing that you would invite people out to? After all the uh, hard work of the volunteers and the financial sponsors and building throughout the time, we have a dedication program when the house is finished. And that, I think, is, is the best opportunity for people to come out and see what Habitat is about. Uh, thanking the the sponsors and recognizing the volunteers and just the whole combination of the the house construction. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry Lori. Okay. I apologize shaker in her for Eileen. Box. She really is listening to us. She I empties know. the martini shaker. <laughs> but the dedication we do. We um, we have a blessing before the ha Habitat is a Christian organization. We have a blessing before we start to build, and we have a uh, dedication at the end. And you get to see the finished product and recognize all those that hands that made that happen. Presenting the key to the homeowner. Wow, what a special that, that's, moment. That's like the real true life. Not like the TV show, Move That the Bus. The extreme home makeover. Mm -hmm. But this, that, is this is really like what it's about. And it setting is. up for a house that they can realistically move afford. into, afford, and 
turnkey there they go they're in their home and it's I not say, a house it's a home at this point it mm -hmm. is and I and I say afford because there's mm -hmm. a myth out there that Habitat gives houses away yeah. we do not I'd um, like you to talk about that a little bit yes our our um, home buyers go through a program where they have education classes and they're making payments every month they, they wow. learn how to be responsible homeowners, not only in maintenance, but budgeting. and. Can you take that out across America? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have, we, the house that we're dedicating this Saturday is our 105th house. So wow. we have 105 that are faithfully, you know, making their mortgage payments. There are some that, as you know, with the economy right. and everything that we're dealing with and... Um, but they do. They have a mortgage. The gift from Habitat is that the mortgage is a no-interest mortgage. There is no interest. Mm. So every month that they're paying, it is taking down their principal. So, But it's affordable. So That's fantastic. That is, that is so, that's so awesome. And it's 105 houses total that... We've done here in Horry County. In Horry we County. cover all of Horry County. Yes. Wow. Awesome. And I bet you the volunteers that are a part of that just feel like they're the ones winning. You know, not the people getting the house, but if you're a part of that and then you see a special event like that, yes. there can't be a dry eye. It's, it, there isn't. And um, when, I, when I was first hired for Habitat that first day, that Sunday, that weekend, we, I attended a house dedication, and it, it sold me. It was like... This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You have to get your hands on this and, and do it. And um, it's really, really nice and exciting on that dedication day. And there are, there are no dry eyes. And some of those families, it's not just a lower uh, or an affordable mortgage, but they also, they're part of the program where they work off some of their... They're sweat. They do volunteer hours, but we call it sweat equity. Sweat equity. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. And That's they're required great. to do, um, each homeowner, adult homeowner, has to do at least 200 hours of sweat equity. Mm -hmm. And they do that up until um, build, we start construction on their house. And then they have at least 50 hours that they have to do on their in construction, mm -hmm. but they usually save it for their house. I think that's, that's really, awesome. really neat, and I learned about that because I've I've done some volunteer work for Habitat, um, working in the store, and there were a lot of volunteers that come into work, and they they were there to do their sweat equity, and I'm like, what? <laughs> right. And I thought that was just really neat that, and they come in with their kids too sometimes or, or can do the kids somehow the kids get involved with the sweat equity they do uh, they, they have to be at least six years six years in age and up they uh, their hours are incremented they get an hour for every a on their report card they get a half hour for every B wow. so it encourages a their program it is they get hours for uh, attending their meetings and there are some activities that we can find that are age appropriate for the children I think That's that is so great because it starts teaching them not just to be appreciative of, of having a home, but it starts teaching them at an early age about giving back to the community, mm -hmm. about making a contribution. And, and we stress to them, it's not just their parents' home. It's their home. It's going to make a difference to them. Mm -hmm. You know, some of, our, um, some of our children can't go out and play after school because of the neighborhood they live in. Mm -hmm. um, we have a family that... Uh, this is the first time that they've actually had their own bed to sleep in. So. Wow. Very humbling, isn't it? It is. 
And I tell you, it, like I said with the volunteers, it's got to be so good for them. Do you have businesses that are just a part of Habitat for Humanity every year, and that's their their service organization of choice? Yes, we have national partners with Habitat International. Whirlpool Corporation donates a stove and refrigerator and stovetop to um, every Habitat house that's built, wow. um, not just us, but nationally. Um, there are others that uh, donate the locks and keys um, Myrtle Beach Lighting, and locally, they donate the ceiling fans and light fixtures to our homes. Wow. I just think that's just so important as a, as a, as a part of a business, whether it be Habitat mm-hmm. for Humanity, which we're hearing what, what a great cause and, and purpose, or should it be any other nonprofit cause-driven, mm-hmm. mission-generated mm-hmm. organization for that volunteer. I just think that's so important, and I would definitely give the advice to our listeners if if you don't have an organization that you are linked with, such as a Habitat for Humanity or anything that is close to your heart, find something and make, even if it, you're a for-profit organization, to have that component is so important to be a well-balanced oh, business. Definitely. If you, absolutely. If you're a for-profit organization, I think it's really important for us to give back mm-hmm. a certain percentage of any kind of expertise or sweat equity labor mm-hmm. we can put out there to offer a nonprofit. That goes back to the community. Sweat equity. I'm going to have to use that with my freelancers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds better than work for free. I know. Sweat equity. Should I sign that on their, on their contracts instead of work for hire? Here's your sweat equity agreement. You'll be doing so much sweat equity. Well, you have a golf outing coming up. Can we learn more about that? Yes. It is September 11th. It's at Myrtle Beach National. Um, it starts at 9 a.m. that day. It's $85 a golfer. Um, we're looking for foursomes or whole sponsorships, and um, we're looking for a great time. Well, good. I know the organization I'm involved with, Scene. Mm-hmm. they are, I just got an email this morning, and they are trying to get a team together as well as volunteer, so something that Scene and Habitat for Humanity will be working on together. So look forward to that. We do. Uh, Scene volunteers participated uh, participate a lot with Habitat, and we really appreciate that. Um, that partnership with them. Good. And a, and a couple years ago, when I first um, when I first arrived in Myrtle Beach for, to work uh, as general manager of the IMAX, um, that's how I really became mm-hmm. very familiar with with Habitat. Is uh, I put I, I offered up IMAX because working at IMAX, I wanted to donate the facility as much as possible. You know, you could come see a movie, and I would donate that facility to a nonprofit, and they could just sell the tickets do what they wanted to do with the money, mm-hmm. and then have a show. Um, so we did... Um, sticks and Flicks. Sticks yeah. and Flicks. <laughs> yes. so it's called Sticks and Flicks. So it was actually a two-day mm-hmm. fundraiser. Okay. So you golfed one day, and then you saw a movie. It's a great idea. The great next title, day. too. Sticks and Flicks. Yes, that was, it was a fun weekend. That was a lot of fun. Are you seeking um, silent auction items? We're not any? doing that this year. Okay. Yeah. If there's any we're, way we could help you with that. We're golfing. <laughs> now, are you golfing, Lori? Is that I something to, of your skill? I get to golf this year. The All last, right. The last few years, staff was not able to golf because we had to work. the manpower. Mm-hmm. But because I will no longer be there at that time, I will um, oh, get I, to play. I get to play. So. And now, is this something, are you a good golfer or is this something just for fun? I golf for fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I, I don't take it too seriously. You just can't. You know, chasing no. that little white ball around, no. I'm sorry. It's, the, the scenery is what I go for. There you go. Take me to a nice <laughs> golf car course and, and enjoy. I'll make, I'll make the best of it. But, well, good. Yeah. To learn more about Habitat, where should people go? What's your website? The website is habitatmb.org. MB is in Myrtle Beach. Okay. Uh, the office number? Sure. 843-916-8815. Our email address is contact at habitatmb.org. If it goes there, it will be distributed to the appropriate staff to handle your question or your interest. And if our listeners are not in the Myrtle Beach area, I'm sure you could find something online that would link you up directly to get more involved, engaged, and to volunteer. Yes. um, Habitat.org is the uh, international site, and they can stick their zip code in there and find whatever affiliates close to them to get involved. And I encourage it. Both Habitat and Women Build projects throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of volunteer opportunities. You can, when you sign up for like your mailing list or you can mm-hmm. sign up for, these are the volunteer opportunities I'm interested in. There's a variety of different things you can mm-hmm. do to donate your time to Habitat. Mm-hmm. Our ReStore is always looking for volunteers. Yes, yes. I, I've had fun in that store. I need it's to get to that <laughs> you store. Do. I've heard so many people finding good finds in there. Oh, we bought, actually we bought for Uptown, we bought our entertainment cart that ho- that holds all of our equipment for oh, the I've show. Seen I've seen it. Yeah. That's oh. a Habitat find. Yeah. We're under new management since February. The store has been painted. Price tags have and been redone. And it's back on, like, Enterprise? Back on it's on uh, 1519 Executive Avenue. Executive, that's, yes. Runs between Seaboard and Robert Grissom. Mm-hmm. But, yes, uh, new things are happening there. It's I need to stop in there. It's on my get-to-do list. Well, it was one of the first places yeah. we went to when we were shopping for Uptown. It was like, thank what? you. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. It's like, what can we get here? And I'm like, yeah. that's it. That's the <laughs> find. There's, there's new things that come off that truck every day, so we just never know what's. Awesome. But it's all building materials or household goods. And there's always some sort of a sale. Yes, it's like eighty like percent off sales. Well, we that have happen. our we have our bonus dot sales now. Yes. Each just day, a colored dot is fifty percent off. So a different, <laughs> co- a different color. It's Carl's favorite store. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> it is a great store. Well, um, it's that time again. I cannot so believe it. Our thing. meetings just fly by. You have to be on for more than an hour. I know. I know. I, tell I know. You. The network is begging us. If we could just get TGI Fridays to sponsor us to have more martinis, then maybe perhaps that could be something. We need we to could get it. Well, maybe Kay. I think Kay might be on the. Kay might be on the mission. Uh, two hours of a show and martinis, though. But I think we're the last um, fifteen minutes of that show could be a doozy. We're looking maybe <laughs> possibly having a hear women talk uh, happy hour somewhere. That'd be great. St- just to meet up with our listeners and talk to everyone, see everybody face to face. That'd be great. That'd be that would be a lot. If of that's fun. something anyone is interested, let us know. Put it on our Facebook page or put it on our page here on Hear Women Talk. Do, would you like a Hear Women Talk Martini Happy Hour meeting? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one yes. If anybody else is interested, please drop us a line and let us know. It's been a pleasure having Lori on the show yes, from Habitat. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank and you go for Steelers. the invite. Uh, black and gold. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> boy. <we> go. <laughs> Tune in next week when we have Shannon Camp of the Jackson Company. Don't on miss the show. it. That's going to be a great show. Although she didn't listen to us today, I might have to fire her as a listener. I don't know where she is. And uh, have a great week, as always, my friend. It's always a pleasure to drink and meet with you.
Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye, everybody.